Hey, this is Sammy Flores. I'm the pastor at Coin Church in Chino, California, and this is our podcast. I'm so grateful you're tuning in. I hope this encourages you and calls you to more because you were made for more. Here's our latest message. Um, because we're getting started, it's sort of like an in-between uh, message as we prepare for uh, this, these 21 days of prayer and fasting. And if you have not been um, to a part of this church, then I, I want to challenge you, if you've never fasted before, to do that, to fast, to put God first in that and to see what it looks like. And I'm going to share a little bit more at the back end of our conversation, but um, it's, it's something I'm going to challenge you with in these, these next couple of days, and especially so next Monday, we're starting the fast, okay? So I'll have one more talk and conversation to challenge you, and then it's on, it's on you if you want to fast. But I, um, I wanted to talk about this, this idea as, as I just been praying and thinking about, you know, a new year, uh, new conversations. For some, you know, uh, you, you have New Year's resolutions, right? And wherever you're at with all of those things, you know, I, I want to just bring a challenge to you. And it starts with looking in the mirror, right? But I, I have a quote that I wanted to put up from Dallas Willard. Um, if, if the team could put that quote up. It says this. It says, grace is not opposed to effort. Okay? Grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. Okay? Earning is an attitude. Effort is an action. Grace, you know, Dallas Willard says, does not just have to do with forgiveness of sins alone. So what's he alluding to then? Well, he says it pretty clearly that effort is an action, so grace is not opposed to effort, right? So we have the grace of God to forgive us of our sins. We have the grace of God not only just for that, but to, to move us forward to the future, to move us forward to be the man or the woman that God has always called you, destined you to be. But make no mistake about it, it comes with what? With effort. And I am terrified of where the church is going, and it's kind of been going this way for a very long time, and we get in our legalistic bubbles, and we get in our Christianese language, and we do the do's, we do the deeds, and think that we're good. Because it's all this external thing, right? External, external, external. But the real question that Jesus has for you is, is like, no, 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 but I want to, what's inside? Where is the internal man or the internal world. And there's this powerful idea that a man or a woman is formed not in the external world. You are formed in the hidden places of your life. That's where you become formed. And so all of us, I hope, woke up and looked in the mirror. Did you look in the mirror this morning? So you're like, I did it. <laughs> Um, I, I, I just want to, I'm, I'm just going to be awkward for a moment, but can you just look it in the, in the mirror? Oh, there's a gnarly glare. I won't do that to you. Oh, there it is. Higher? Yeah, but I'll, I'll glare your eyes. I'll look at myself. Let's do that. 
She'd be really awkward and ask one of you guys, hey, just come up and look. Another one, just come look, right? I'll look at myself, though. So when I look in the mirror, I mean, what do you see when you look in the mirror, right? Do you, you got to look long enough, right? And you can see your imperfections because they're there, right? Maybe you're like, oh, I got to lose weight, right? Or I got I to gotta eat clean, you know, I'm, I'm bloated, been drinking too much soda, so it's affecting, you know, me, <clears throat> my teeth, you know, ah, I don't know, I might get the white strips a little bit better this year, right? <clears throat> I've debate, debated, like, you know, should I, does anyone have a glare on them, by the way? No, you're good. I've debated, you know, should I grow my beard out, like a man, a manly man, <laughs> right? Those are all the things we look at, Right? If I grow my beard out, do I have some gray hairs to show the folk that I'm, I'm old or getting old or I'm wise, right? <clears throat> I mean, those are the things, like, like wh- what do you do when you look in the mirror? Do you, do you think of those things? Maybe you're like, oh, I'm getting older. I'm getting more wrinkles, you know? Did you see the, 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 the Disney Plus Limitless, Chris, Chris Hemsworth one? The last episode, I won't give it away if you haven't. I will give you, like, my, my username and stuff so you can watch it because it's really good. <laughs> but the last episode's about death, the reality of death, that every time you look in the mirror, your external body is getting older, and, and unfortunately, it's, it's decaying every day, right? It's like, wow, happy new year. But I I just want to make something really, really crystal clear. When you look in the mirror, do you stand there long enough to actually see you? Like really, you. Um, You know that Avatar movie? Some people have issues with it theologically, and I get that. But there's a scene in the very first movie where, you know, she says, not I love you. She says, I see you. You know what I'm talking about? You're like, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But there's something about looking at yourself and actually seeing yourself for for who you are and being real with that and not playing games anymore and not messing around and just looking yourself in the mirror and saying, God, what do you see? You can be terrified of this question, but you need to ask God What's going on inside of me? Show me that man. Show me that woman. Because you will be formed in the hidden places of your life, not the external places. And the external can be good. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to those things. And we need to work our bodies out, and that's important. We want to live a healthy life, and you need to eat proper, and you need to take care of your body. Yes, 150%. But, man, I, I also want to know what's going on the deepest part of who you are. And there's a passive scripture. This isn't in my notes. I'm sorry. But it's in James chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, I just want to read this quick passage. Starting in verse 19, James chapter 1, verse 19. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take a note of this. 
Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Here it is. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Don't just listen. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at themselves in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it will be blessed in what they do. What's James saying to us? about the mirror, right? Well, self-help says this. This is what self-help says. Man, Sam, here we go. Man, you just got to work hard, bro. Just try harder. Man, that sin that you got, just harder, man. Like, you got to stop that and, and, and create a new habit. And yet, habits are good, but just stop doing those things and, and muster up the confidence and stop pretending and just work harder, man, and, and, and show the, the whiteness in your knuckle when you get mad and angry at yourself. Just try harder. And then the question is like, man, like how is that going for you? <laughs> I'm convinced, friend, the only person, the only person that will get you to the future that God's called you to is not just you. That's half true. Let's be honest. There's so many people out there, millionaires and billionaires, and they're successful, and they've worked hard for themselves, and they read the self-help books, and they did the things really, really hard, and, and they've got to the point to where they're, they're successful, and it's external, and it's good, and it's awesome, but it's like, if you talk to those men and women, they're broken inside. There's a deep pain, anguish desperation, there's a hole deep within their soul and they can't seem to find the answers. And so honestly, the only person that's gonna get you out of the mess that you might be in, the only person that's gonna get you to where God has called you is you, watch this, partnered with God. I'm convinced of that, friend. God is the only one that can get you out of this. But it requires you, doesn't it? Is that off theology? Let's just be honest. Is it just, is it just, it's just God, man, it's just God. So then if it's just God, then what I have to do when I, when I wake up in the morning, I've given you this analogy. I, I wake up in the morning and I need a job and I need a job. I'm like, oh God, I need a job. The finances are hard and it's just like the girls, like, oh, what do I do? So, so I go to bed and I pray and I get on my knees, God, bless me with a job, Lord, please, right? And then I wake up in the morning and I get on my knees again, God bless me with a job, please, Lord, I need a job, it's so bad, right? And then I get up and I don't make my bed, and, and I'm like, well, God's going to bless me with a job today. I'll just, ah, it's coming. I got to name it and claim it. But then I do nothing throughout my day. And I go look in the mirror, and I brush my teeth, and I'm like, all right, Lord, you're going to give me that job. And I do nothing. You see where I'm going with this? And 
I, I, I'm terrified, friend. I'm terrified of where we're going as disciples of Jesus if we're convinced theologically in our, in our framework, in our belief system. Remember the lie? Remember the liar? I'm, I'm convinced that if we continue on this road thinking that you don't play a part, when you look in the mirror, then, then you're not reading the scriptures. Did, did, didn't James just say it? I'll, I'll read it again because we, maybe we missed it. But, but, oh, where am I at? Here it is. Immediately, that person forgets what they look like, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law, into the scriptures, into God and who he is, because you must be partnered with God in this journey, that person will find freedom and continue in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, doing it, doing it. Not playing it safe. I don't want to play my life safe. I don't want to just live it and, and just, just be and not thrive and not become the man that God's called me to be. I was just here and I was worshiping and I was excited. I'm like, man, this is amazing. I wish Lenya was with me. I can't wait till she's old enough to where I can like bring her on stage with me and she won't try to run everywhere and she'll be able to comprehend who I am and where I'm at and she can be calm and be with me. You know what I mean? But then I was thinking, I don't want to show her a false ideology of who her father is if I'm one person here, but at home I'm a different man. And that's what I mean by this. We, play, we cannot play church. So who's wrong in the equation? Is it God? Or, or, or is, it, is it me? So watch this. You're going to love this one. Joshua, this is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Moses dies, okay? God said he took him through the wilderness. Moses takes the people. He does amazing, powerful things through God. He splits the sea. He, the cloud of pillar of God is following and showing them where to go, and they see supernatural, powerful movement under the leadership of Moses, which, by the way, side note, it is very difficult to be a leader. And another side note, you're all leaders at some capacity, it's difficult, it's hard, it's not fun, it's not easy. There are hard days and even harder days, and then there's days where you don't even know what to do. And so Moses finds himself as a leader, and God says, I'm not going to let you get into the promised land. That's another message. And so Joshua's going to take over. Joshua was one of the men that went into the promised land and said, no, 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 we can conquer this. Through God, we can make this happen. Now Joshua becomes a leader, and God speaks to Joshua as they get ready to cross over, for, to the, cross over the Jordan River into the promised land that God had promised to them. And this is what the passage, the scripture says in the book of Joshua. If you have your Bibles or your phone, open it up to, with me. I'll have it on the screen as well. Joshua chapter 3, starting at verse 1, says this. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim, <laughs> And went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. It says this, And after three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, the Ark of the Covenant represented God and his presence. So when you see God in his presence and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. In other words, wherever God goes, go there, right? Then you will know which way to go. Since you've never been this way before, we're in 2023. Have you ever been here before? You're in new territory. Have you ever been here before? 
You have a new journey ahead of you. Have you ever, you're a new father. Have you ever been a father before? Right? You just got engaged and you're going to get married. You're a new husband. Have you ever been a new husband before? Or a wife or a mother or your, your career or, or you're in college or you're about to graduate. Have you ever been in this territory before? And then it says, then you will know which way to go, right? But keep a distance about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. And then here it is. Joshua told the people this. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow God will do amazing things among you. I just want to show you what the scripture is telling me and telling you. I'm not taking this out of context. This is very clear. God tells Joshua, this is what I want you to tell the people as they embark on this powerful, crazy journey. You, this is your part to play. Consecrate yourself. And when you consecrate yourself, if you consecrate yourself, then God will do great things among you. But where does it start? You must consecrate yourself. You have to look yourself in the mirror and see yourself for who you are and say, I'm done playing games. I'm done playing this church thing. I'm done living false identities. I'm done living my life in the false reality or the shadow self. And I need to step in my identity as a follower and a disciple and as a son and as a daughter of God. And I must, I must consecrate myself before God. So that tells me, and it's very clear, God outlines our part of the process and God's part. Do you see it? You stand, what did I say? The only way to get, get you out of this mess that you're in, the only way to get you where you need to go, you stand in the mirror, you look yourself in the mirror for who you are and all of maybe the mess ups and the difficulties and you just got to be real with yourself and be courageous enough to go there. And I've discovered men and women alike are terrified to go there. You're terrified to just look in the mirror and see yourself for who you are and allow God to, to breathe into that man or that woman. And you know what's crazy to me? You, I, I, there's been moments where I've done this where you, you can live in so much deceit where you make it seem to the world you're good. Man, you're good. You're crushing it. You're doing all the things, and you got your family, and you're on IG, and you're posting the reels, and it's awesome. But deep down, there's this, this massive deceit that when you look yourself in the mirror, you're broken, and you're hurting, and there's depression that creeps in, and there's anxiety that comes, and you're, you're like, God, I, I don't even know where you are. And honestly, the reason why we don't know where God is or how to get to God is because you have to discover who you are as well. And you're like, oh, that, that sounds like self-help, really. Uh, James just said it. You have to be willing to look yourself in the mirror. And, and you, 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 you know that this thing reads you? You heard pastors say that? Because it's just good. It's so true. This thing reads you, man. This will read you up and down. So you, 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 you read this thing, right? You, you put it in front of the mirror. 
You see who you are and you see who God is. And you discover who you are. And you become real with yourself and honest with yourself. And you say, I'm no longer going to live this life. I'm no longer going to take life for what it is. I'm going to step up and I'm going to allow God to do some great and mighty things in me. But what, what's required of you, friend? What is it? Consecration. That's required of you. Obedience. That's required of you. So watch this. Our part is to consecrate ourselves. It means to set ourselves apart. To be holy, usable for God. That's what consecration means, by the way. To be usable for God. To be the type of man or the type of woman that when it's necessary, that God can actually use you. Joshua became that man. When Moses died, he said, hey, Joshua, it's time to wake up, man. I need you to lead. But what if Joshua was not becoming that man? God wouldn't have asked him to do it. Does that make sense? So in order to consecrate yourselves, you have to set yourself apart. We are... We have to have, watch this, unconfessed sin in our life. We have to confess our sins. You can't have any unconfessed sin. And you have to be clean vessels for him to use. To consecrate yourself is the meaning of this command goes even deeper. It also means to compose our minds and our hearts to hear from God. And then don't miss this part. Once you hear from God, to obey God. We get that part wrong so much. I do too, if I'm being honest. You hear from God. He speaks to your heart. He, he does what he needs to to get a hold of your life. But then our part in the mirror is we don't want to obey him. We don't want to do the work necessary to get ourselves, as we partnered with him, out of whatever mess you might be in and get ourselves to the place that God has always called you to be, and that is Looking yourself in the mirror and just being real with yourself. And that's my part. I need to build that time, watch this, into my life. I need to listen to him. I need to read his word. I need to understand what he's saying to me. And if I could add to that, I need to be the type of man that is built on character. Are you guys good? You guys all right? Am I like, am I too much right now? I want to be the type of man that is built off of character. Where does character come? It can come from a lot of places. But my character comes from the character of Jesus. It doesn't come from Gandhi. You know what Gandhi said? He said, I would would be a Christian if it wasn't for Christians. That's what Gandhi said. What does that tell us? Lord, help me. Right? So I need to become the type of man that when you push me enough, When you knock me over, I need to become the type of man that whatever comes out is pure. Whatever comes out is still righteous. Whatever comes out is still integrity. That when no one is watching, when no one is looking, when you get on the DMs, or when you're talking to someone, or when you're making your business decision, or when you're getting ready to move forward and to scale, who are you at your core? Have you taken a look in the mirror long enough to find the character necessary to get you so that God can do great and mighty things among you. It's consecration, friend. There's no way around it. I wish there was. Don't you? Man, I just wish there was a way to get around that part. (laughs) Man, if I could just, 
make it seem like I'm good. If I could just do the things that everyone sees me to do and I post on my IG about reading the scripture. I'm I'm not dishing anyone. I'm just saying like, if I just do all the external work, but when I am forced to make a decision, who I, that's who I want to know I am in those moments. If I can just confess, just briefly, it's just a confession, okay? The Bible talks about confession. It's good. <laughs> I, I can't stand, I can't stand as a, I'm almost 30-year-old, so 29-year-old. You know, I have a two-year-old, and I have a, a pretty seven-month-old, and a beautiful wife, right? But I, I still get, like, bothered about, like, when the house gets messy and stuff. Does anyone resonate with me? <laughs> and it just gets the best of me, <laughs> Marky. <laughs> and there should be, again, you can't put that on anyone, right? Right? The other day I was playing with Lenya, and we were playing. And she did something. She was wearing her little heels, and she stepped on my foot, and it really hurt, <laughs> honestly. And I was actually really proud of myself. Here's why. Because whatever's in is going to come out. And I was like, oh, dang it. I said that. And you know what she said? Oh, dang it. <laughs> Imagine if I said something different. Character. That's... that's Oh, that's boring, man. Yeah, it's a simple obedience in the same direction for the rest of my life. No more resolutions, transformation, discipleship under Jesus, under my rabbi, getting as close as I humanly possibly can to Jesus, the one who has saved me, the one who has set me free, the one who takes the old and puts in the new. But I still have to look at the man. Every single day, you have to look at yourself. If you haven't, do it again and take an inventory. You guys good? Yeah. This is for me, man. I, maybe maybe this, is just, this is just for my, this is my message. Because I got to get serious about who I am. It's surrender, it's refinement, it's focusing on the inner man and the inner woman. In order to do this, you have to be willing to look yourself in the mirror because only you can get through it. So watch this. Yourself, it's important to understand that in Hebrew, this verb is reflective, which basically means that this is something that a person does for themselves. So if the consecration of Israel in Joshua's day was going to happen, they... The children of God, they had to make it happen for themselves. But if we stop there, is that not self-help? 100%. Right? But we're talking about our part. We're talking about your part. I'm talking about my part. My part is to consecrate myself. My part is to look myself in the mirror and be serious about who I am. And that's our part. We get serious and we take action. Now, what's God's part? It's very clear. Tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Only God can do supernatural things. Do you hear that? Only God can do it. Only God can do supernatural things, my friend. Only God can change the hearts of men and women. Women. He is using us to ringside, take a have a ringside seat to watch what he is doing in the spiritual realm. So we have to pay attention to what God is doing. And as we consecrate ourselves and make ourselves available for him to use us, we will be able to watch him not only do amazing things, 
but do them among us. And that's my prayer for 2023. God, use me more. Whatever you require of me, God, I'll give it to you. You want me to just, just name it, God, name it, and I will give it to you. Name it, and I will do it for you. Honestly, that, that's where I'm at with God, and, and my prayer is that you can get there. It's surrender. It's fully surrendering yourself. If you're not willing to surrender yourself, it's just not, it's just, it's, I'm sorry. You have to, that's, there's pride if you don't surrender. There's arrogance if you don't surrender. There's you telling yourself it's just on you and you can do it if you don't surrender. So you must be willing to surrender. There's a powerful quote, and I don't know where it originates from, but it maps out this talk incredibly clearly. And watch this. If you're taking notes, it says this. Pray as if it depends on God. Okay? Like when you wake up in the morning, you're praying for that job. Pray as if it depends on God. But then it says, work as if it depends on you. Does that make sense? That's just being real, man. Just being honest. And I've lived my life by that. I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can to reach the call, to pursue the call, to change myself from the inside out, to pursue transformation. I'm going to work myself as hard as I possibly can at times. I'm going to make sure I'm resting. That's my one, one of my, my things I got to step into this year. Okay? Rest. So hold me accountable of it. Do you rest? Because there's times I don't. And that, like literally, at least in my eyes, that's, that's sin before God. Because I tell God, no, I got all of the seven days handled. I don't, I don't need to rest, God. I'm Superman. No. Good luck with that, right? That's how burnout happens. And that's you telling God, no, 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 I don't need, I don't need rest. Pray as if it depends on God. Work as if it depends on you. And I want to read you this passage of scripture. It says, it says this in 2 Chronicles 7, 14 through 16. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. You see the surrender there? And pray and seek my face. Surrender, consecration, action, effort, pray, seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then and only then, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place, in the temple, in the house of worship. I have chosen, and watch this, consecrated this temple, which is Old Testament to now the New Testament. Who's the temple? Who's the temple? We are the temple. Who's the head of the temple? Jesus is. So that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. So as we step into these, this, this, this next month, let's just start with the next month. Can I challenge you to, to shift your perspective? If you're serious about God, then fast. Fast. If you've never done it, I'm the type of guy, I'm like, put me all in, man. I don't need to, like, practice it. I'm, throw me in. You might have to just start, like, three days. I don't know, a couple of weeks. 
don't go crazy with it, right? It's like the person is like, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start seven days a week. It's like, start, be wise, right? Get, a, get your body moving. <laughs> get the habit going. But I'll never forget, when I, when, I first start, when I did my first fast, I did three days, no food, just water. Because I was serious about God. Very serious about God. But it was easy, here's why, kind of. I was in Bible school my freshman year, and it was just us guys. And we all said, no, man, we're going to fast for three days. Let's do this. No food, no TV, no games. We played NBA 2K a lot. No games, just reading the scripture, focusing on God, and holding each other accountable. And three days, I didn't eat a thing, but I ate God's word. But I found his face, but I meditated on him day and night. And all of a sudden, God began to read me. Why? Because I slowed down long enough. And I said, God, I'm not going to eat because my body wants it. I'm going to tell my body, stop, you need God. Because the scripture makes it very clear. Your spirit, like, your spirit wants God. But your flesh doesn't want God. So can I challenge you? Fast. Fast. See what happens. Challenge yourself. Consecrate yourself. And however you want to do it, you could do social media, that's great, nothing wrong with that. But the biblical fast is from food, because that's what you, that's, that's, you need that. So I don't know what you need to fast. We're going to put all the details up, you know, you will have it on our link tree, you can ask us questions if you've never done it before. But like Brendan said, I have walked with people, myself included, where I fast before God, and I say, God, I'm giving this up. And I'm praying for this this new year. I'm praying for this, God. If you want to have children this, this new year, fast and put it before God. Put him first before everything. If you seek his kingdom first, what happens? His righteousness, his goodness, his will be done, not mine. So fast and put him first and consecrate yourself for your business, for your career, for your school, for your education, for whatever it is, put God first. Consecrate yourselves because tomorrow he will do great and mighty things among you. So that's my challenge to you. I'm going to do it. I do it every year. Every year I do it. My, it's going to be really hard, by the way. Very, very difficult. So whatever you need to do, do it. But you have a community, you have a people. Whatever is holding you back, I call them spiritual walls, right? There, there, there might be even generational consequence curses over your life that has passed down for, for millennia. You, you know what the, the scripture says? This has to come out through prayer and fasting. So pray for your family. I pray for my family every year. I'm going to pray for Lenya. I'm going to pray for Zoe, right? I'm going to pray for my wife. I'm going to pray for myself. I'm going to pray for my home. I'm going to pray that God would transform me, that I wouldn't get upset over the little things. 
that the same man that Lenya sees up here, that Zoe sees up here, that Kelly sees up here, is the same man when, I, when I'm being formed. When Lenya puts her heel on my foot, That's, that's where you got to go, man. That's, that's, that's what this is all about. Are you with me on that? It's all right if you're not. It's all, we're all on a journey. I just, you just got to look in the mirror. Just look. Look long enough. Stay there long enough. Let it be awkward. If we shut all the music down right now, and we just were quiet, it would get really awkward. <laughs> it would get really awkward. You know why? We're not used to silence. We're not. It's in the silence that you're formed, friend. Why? Because all of the things that are in the mirror that you have hidden from God, from yourself, they begin to come and rise to the surface. The depression, the anxiety, the anger you might have towards your father or your mom or that person that did you wrong or that person that abused you, all of those things, your identity is challenged, your career is challenged, your financial bank statements are challenged, everything inside of you when you're silent before God comes to the surface. So do it. Try it. I can't do it for you. Only you can do it for yourself. But if, if you consecrate yourself, God will do great and mighty things in your life, in your family, as a husband, as a father, as a mother, as a wife, as a son or a daughter. God will do great and mighty things when you consecrate yourself to him. Does that sound good? Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, we come before you. We worship you, we honor you, we love you, we set our eyes upon you, we set our gaze on you, we fixate every ounce of our being to you, Jesus. To you and you alone, God, you and you alone. Your, your word makes it so clear, Jesus, that on the day of judgment, as our body begins to decay, even now, every year decays more and more and more. It's just the reality of life. It's filled with suffering. Your word makes it clear that, God, we will stand before you and have to give an account, God. And our wives won't be next to us. Our children, all of our accolades, all the finances that we've made or didn't make, it will just be you and God. So why not start now with you and God? So God, I surrender everything to you. All that I have is yours. All that I am is yours. Clean me from the inside out, and I'm willing to put in the effort necessary to consecrate myself, to lean on you, to trust in you, to be led by you, to do what I need to do to build my character, to stop lying to get emotionally healthy, to get spiritually healthy, 
to do what I need to do, Father, because I don't want to look at the perfect law and walk away and forget what it's said, forget what it's done to me, forget what you've done for me. I don't want to be like the Israelites, God, of the Old Testament. I don't want to be blessed by you. I don't want to be taken care of by you. I don't want to see miracles and signs and wonders and forget in a moment's notice all that you've done for me and walk back as your word says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so we do when we return back to our sin, return back to our brokenness, return back to all the things you've already set us free from. I don't want to be incarcerated. I don't want to be in prison anymore. I want to be free and free at last. And so God, as I look myself in the mirror, do what only you can do in me. But I promise, Lord, this time I'm serious. I will do what is necessary and I will put in the effort to walk this out, I will take it serious. So give me the courage, give me the bravery. It is necessary for this journey, Jesus. In your name we pray.